The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please, listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Night Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Sisters Grimm Podcast with me, Morgan Freeberg. And Holly, and I think people are going to think that they had their podcast set on halftime and then it finally went back to full speed. Because you read that hey, like someone. Everybody. Just quick suggestion to everyone listen to your favorite podcast theme songs on half the speed. Yeah, it it's is really funny. So funny. So, that being said, I haven't listened to ours. Oh, <laughs> well, we should soon. We should. I'm, um, we'll do it in a break. Want to hear something really fucked up? Don't I always? So yesterday on the red line, this dude came in looking all weird. He threw some sort of like liquid on this girl and then everyone like was freaked the fuck out. And so everyone got off the train and then he set the fucking train car on fire. No! Yeah. Wait a second. Okay. So at first I was like, what were you doing on the train? But then I realized at the end that you were not on, that this happened. This happened. I was not there. Oh my God. What the fuck? It happened yesterday? Yeah, I don't like taking the train. No, to. Morgan doesn't. She's not a train girl. I'm really not. Um, I mean, wow. I will if I have to. At what if it's stop? Smarter. Oh God, that is so fucking scary. So one of, wow, wow, yeah, right? that is fucking bonkers. Um, kind of in that same note, I saw this thing that someone had posted on Twitter, and it was like they lived close to this park in Baltimore where they found all of these bodies, and there were so many bodies. And I was like. I got really curious about, like, if people had died in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And, like, so well, I found... Yeah, we live in Chicago. Well, obviously. But, yeah, no. Like, when you... Fr- so I found this thing on for the Sun-Times. Shout out to the Chicago Sun-Times. Holla. Um, you should all buy that because sometimes I have advertisements in there. True. That I design. Um, so they have this thing that shows all of the homicides that happened within a year. Mm-hmm. And my little, like, the because, li- well, I'm not going to say where I live. But in yeah. my little neighborhood on the north side has the most concentrated homicides in than any other in north Chicago. side. Yeah. And literally it's just, like, this one block. And it's really scary. scary. I'm glad I walked by myself a lot. Yeah, I was actually going to tell you to stop. May- or just maybe be, a- just be like, wary. I'm like, always Like, don't be on aware. your phone. Like, always, I'm always know, aware. Be, like, aware of your surroundings. Like, it's real. But some of them are fucked up. Like, um, a girl was stabbed to death by her stepdad. And a oh, 19-year-old God. girl gave birth to a baby and threw it out of an eight-story Ew, uh, window. Let's, let's not talk about that. Okay, Morgan. Did you forget what our podcast is called? This is the Sisters Grimm podcast, not the Sisters Don't Talk About Dead Babies Sometimes podcast. True. Because that would be too long. Speaking of titles that are too long, this is an amazing segue, by the way. 
the new Ted Bundy self-proclaimed movie. Self-proclaimed amazing segue. Yes, yeah, self-proclaimed <laughs> segue. Uh, to the new Ted Bundy movie starring Zac Efron is called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, which is... I like it. No, it's too long. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. That's like... It is too much. It could have just been called Vile, and I would have been like, yes. Or extreme it could have been extremely and i would have been fine me too i mean it sounds like um it sounds like a review for the movie it doesn't sound like a name for a movie yeah i was really into the impression i thought it was going to be called um I knew his name was, was ted no did i hallucinate that well i mean like haven't you gone on imdb it has a title <laughs> oh no i hadn't so you know that lily allen or lily collins <laughs> No, I didn't it. know she was in She's it. She's playing uh, Liz... The uh, girlfriend? Yeah, Meg Anders, cool. if you're nasty and read Stranger Things. <laughs> Stranger Things. Stranger Things The Stranger us. Things beside <laughs> Anne Rule working next to a Demogorgon in a suicide hotline in Seattle in the 70s. Loving it. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Um, picturing it. Picturing it. Um... But yeah, yeah uh, someone it. commented actually on I think Facebook that they should call it Little Teddy Buns. Yeah, and that the like score should just be us singing it over and over again, and it should just be like a picture of Zac Efron's little booty. You mean Zacky F's? <laughs> Zacky Bay. Zacky F's being Teddy Buns. I don't want to sexualize Zac Efron's body though, um, but it's nice. It is lovely. It's lovely. But, um, it's quite nice. Oh, also, fucking John Malkovich. 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 Malkovich is going to be in it as a Interesting. judge. As love a judge. it. Love it. Love I it. Know. Love it. Who's directing it? Um, don't remember. We will look into that. So, this episode is not about Ted Bundy. <laughs> it's not about Ted Bundy at all. It's actually about... Something we haven't done yet, which is directors. Yes. And so this is probably my hands-down favorite horror director, Wes Craven. Directors make Morgan horny. Yeah, they do, especially when I like him a lot. And Wes Craven honestly was a babe. I know, R.I.P. 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 Let's jump right into the early years. Wes Craven was born August 2nd, 1939 in Cleveland, Ohio. He was raised a devout Baptist and actually was like brought up like thinking that movies are like devil's work. Yeah. Mom and dad weren't allowed to go see movies in theaters. Yeah. He didn't see his uh, like a movie until he was in college. That was yeah. the first time he saw a movie. Yeah. Mom was, like, a teenager. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, that blows my mind. I literally saw Fatal Attraction when I was three weeks old. <laughs> you literally showed me Cruel Intentions when I was so young. <laughs> oh, my God. Way too young. Oh, well. Really kick-started my well, sexuality. Well, but you didn't see it in theaters. No, we watched it in Mom and Dad's bed together. I remember it. Ew, anyway. that was weird. <laughs> that was a really weird thing for no, me to do. it's such a good movie, and you were showing it to me as a good big sister. I know, but as, like, with the, like, familial... Famil- familial relationships for me to like whatever whatever anyway speaking of familial into... relationships we have you more can't about even that say that coming word yet. familial familiar familial family like within oh, your family whatever anyway you don't know what the word familial is let's stop like jumping all over Wes Craven's grave I'm and get to it jumping all over he would probably be like yeah babies jump all over yeah me. he probably would so okay so like I said he didn't see a movie till he went to college when he went to college he studied um, English and psychology as an undergrad actually at Wheaton College in Illinois oh hell yeah Wheaton's a dope college I know some peeps who went there you know what's cool is actually Elm Street was named after Elm Street in Wheaton because that's like <gasps> where I think his apartment or where he lived or something 
Something to that extent. That's crazy. <clears throat> There's an Elm Street also if you're on 71. There's so many Elm Streets in the world. Oh, right, doy. Then he went on to... So he studied at Wheaton. He studied English and psychology. And then he went on to get his master's in philosophy and writing, which is like, let's be real, probably the best combination of stuff to learn to like... Be a director? To fuck with... Yeah. To yeah. know how to like fuck with... Like the psychology the human thing mind and the psyche. Special. Yeah. And, like, his movies in general just have a very, like... Psychological. They stretch the... Mind. Yeah. And they, like, make you think past things. They're very... Cerebral. Cerebral, surreal. They're so surreal, yet so real. They're so real. They're so real, but also so surreal. They're... No, they're mostly... I'm quoting that line in Broad City. Oh, fuck (laughs) off. I forgot about that. No, I was like, they're surreal. They're, like, straight up magic, some of them. Right. So, um, actually, so after graduating, he went on to be a professor for a few years before going into film, which he, uh, then landed a job, uh, with a post-production company in New York City and never looked back. And don't you have some information about his, uh, his first So, his first movie, which I found out he has more of, and I'm a little angry because his first movie was actually a fucking straight up porno. Yeah. Um... Uh, he did it under the pseudonym Abe the Snake, and he Love also it. acted in the movie. What? And I would honestly, I would say he's the star. Hell yeah! It's a, it's about this girl Angela and her brother um, Peter who like are in love with each other. Uh-huh. But um, let's be honest. Abe the Snake, I think his name's like Nicholas Burns in the movie, he literally is just wearing a top hat, and he's the only person in the whole movie who doesn't take their clothes off. And there's a really weird scene where he's feeding... He's, like, a cult leader. What? Or, like, the head of, I've like, never a seen commune. Don't. I wasn't planning on it. Don't. I fast... It was... I'm not into retro porn. No! Which is why this was really gross for me. Because I... This isn't my... <laughs> this isn't my Pornhub category. No, mine either. I, vintage. And it was just all... It was literally... There were... A, so there's a beginning orgy scene mm-hmm. where they're all just kind of running around, um, holding, like, road flares and, um, Wes Craven setting off fireworks. Cool. There's a random scene where he yells, hey, to a dog. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, how did that stay in there? Why is that in there? Why? And then, like, people are fucking and, like, fingering each other and all All the stuff. All that stuff. Hand Um, stuff, mouth stuff, feet stuff. But then there's a, later on, there's another orgy scene, and it literally reminded me of the movie Society, The Shunting. Oh, shut up, Holly. Like, Don't bring could, up The Shunting. I know, I'm sorry, but it was very, it was just, it It gave me the same visceral reaction because I think they, like, put a bunch of, I don't know, they were, it was just a lot of oil and 70s hair. I give this movie negative for flaccid dicks. Cool. Yeah. So, this apparently was not the only porn no, so he directed, um, so there was a porn movie that came out, um, in 1972 called Deep Throat, which was, like, what people say... He directed Deep Throat? No, no. Um, people say it was, like, from the golden age of porn, like, when porn, like, really first, like, was starting up and, like, getting big. I mean, porn's always been big, but you That's know what, what she said. Um, but in, no, he directed, uh, Inside Deep Throat, which was a documentary that came out in 2005... But in that, he alludes to the fact that he may have worked on the original set of Deep Throat. I'm sure he was there. And that he did a bunch of... Little pornos? Of writing and uh, editing a bunch, just always working under, like, pseudonyms. That's really cool. Yeah. I want to find them. Do you have their names or links available? No, because he the only one that's, like, out there and known is that one. Oh, but that he said sucks. he did other ones, but they were just under all different names. 
Well, why would this be the one that he lets people I see? Because like, I think that's the one that he actually like wrote and like directed. Because that's the only one he directed. He wrote, directed, yeah, starred. Because <laughs> he's in Ed- it. He edited it. You can't it hide too. the one you're in. That's why. He's not in the other ones. True. You know what I'm saying? True. Unless he's wearing like an even bigger top hat. I don't know. The right. top hat is honestly the. And he's always smoking a cigar. It's just really great. But yeah, I did not know that he had involvement with Deep That was what throat. he was doing. And then um, he met. Ew, isn't Ron Jeremy in that one? Ew. Probably. <laughs> He's honestly one of the last people I want to have sex. I mean, don't shame him. No, he used to be okay. No, he's um, he's in the Harvey Weinstein club. Oh, bye. By the way, I would just like to like put out there, because we're going to be talking about quite a few Harvey Weinstein films, that we are in no way... Condoning what he's done, <laughs> We obviously. are in no way... Yeah, if anything, we should like take a moment to shit on him. Yeah, fuck Harvey Weinstein. Fuck, fuck any him. Dude He's actually thinks... like a big reason that Wes Craven almost got fired from doing Scream. So fuck him. Fuck him. Mostly fuck him for the sexual stuff. Well, obviously. My heart goes out to any victim. Yeah, and... exactly. And I just wanted to make that point because we are talking kind of about a lot of Weinstein movies because yeah. he did a lot of dimension films. Yes. I mean, he did so many movies. You can't be mad at And plus, he was like fucking produced them he wasn't yeah, like involved I, he was like no, he fucking was just a lot more involved than you'd think we oh will really get into later i just like imagine him him just like sitting in a chair eating cheetos yeah i don't want with, to think like, about him cheeto dust all over his fingers so he's gross West... like cheetos is what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah i get it he's gr- gross like cheeto face president oops um there it is so, Wes Craven's first film was called Together, and this was still a very, like, raunchy, naughty sex film, but it wasn't actual hardcore porn. Writing um, down to, oh, is The film's horror? director, so this was his first, like, film work that wasn't Feature porn. length? No, that was an actual film, yeah. But he was producing, and he produced this movie, and the director was Sean Cunningham, who hired Craven, and later went on to create the Friday the 13th movies. Nice. Yeah. That's so cool. That is so cool. That's like one really cool. love. So Wes's first directing of a big budget film, well, the budget actually was not big. Directorial debut? Correct. Was uh, 1972's Last House on the Left. It rests on 13 acres of earth over the very center of hell. <laughs> Here is the first motion picture to offer, to the daring, a look into the final, maddening space between life and death. The last house on the left. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only a movie. Only a movie. Only a movie. Take as much as you can. Only a movie. So yeah, that movie was really <laughs> fucked up. I had I remember so the first time I watched it, I turned up. it I had to turn it off at the first rape yeah, scene. Yeah, I and mean went back. It's so it's kind of like a remake or like an homage to um Igmar Bergman's nineteen sixties Swedish film The Virgin Spring. Ooh, it's very I didn't similar. Know that. Yes. Cunningham actually produced this film with Craven, obviously, as the writer-director. It's about, like, two teenage girls, and they're going to a concert in New York City. The one girl, Mary, it's, like, the day before her 17th birthday, or what would have been her 17th birthday? Spoiler alert. alert. Mary with an eye. So it's Mary and her friend Phyllis, and they are, like, going to New York to see this band, Bloodlust, 
and they go to this like neighborhood that's not the best uh sounds legit but i don't know so they go to this neighborhood to try to score some pot. <laughs> Meanwhile, a group of like sadistic prison escapees, Krug and Fred, are hiding out with their partner, Sadie. Sadie, I just want to say, for being um, a protagonist, or I'm sorry, she's antagonist, a she's a badass bitch. She is badass. She's a bit, she's amazing, yeah. I think. She's really chewing the scenery in this oh, show. Yeah. She's really Maybe. stealing it. Also, uh, the guy who plays Krug. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Oh, God. I forget, but he's... So, uh, oh. Something Hess. Yeah. Frank? I don't know. David Hess? I don't... That something might be like, Something like that. Anyways, like that. he's great in that. So, they're all together, and the... So then, Krug has a son named Junior, who is, like, a drug dealer, and so he meets the girls and is like, yeah, I'll sell you weed. And so then they go into the apartment, and that's where, like, all of them are, and they just start, like, attacking the girls. Do you think that they he... They don't get the pot. No, I don't think it was... I don't think he... I don't think there was ever going to be pot. No. So there's a remake to this movie, which I actually like a lot better. What? Yeah. Why? Because it's just a better Because of Aaron Paul. Story. I mean, I do Is love it because you Aaron love Paul. Aaron Paul. It's a little bit better of a story. It's a little more heartwarming. One of the girls at least lives. In this one, they definitely don't die. Yeah, hard. but, like, and, the, I mean, in both, like, the parents... The other one's a little more watchable. Ho- this is hard to watch. And I don't like the whole, like, bumbling cop thing that's in the original. True. No offense to us. True. And I get why he did it, because he put it in there as, like, palate cleansers. Because true. the movie is so hard to watch. It is really, really there's hard like, to watch. There's, like, there's a lot of rape. There's a part where they make one of the girls pee Peer pants. pants. Yeah. That part really fucked me up. Krug carves his name into the one girl. Oh, yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. That movie is just... And they both die in the original. Yeah. In the remake, Sarah Paxton's character lives. Yeah. Uh, Wes act- uh, produced that one. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, it's his original fucking story. Of course he is. I mean, right. He's got to make money off it. True. But, um... I know so, it was on the uh, Video Nasties list. Oh, definitely. It's been banned in a lot of countries. I think it was banned in England for sure. Yeah. Oh, um, no, yeah. No, video Nasties are... We should do... We're going to do a Video Nasties. Nasties. Let's do I'm going to watch all seven... No, there are yeah, 72. Yeah, And... Well, no. We, no, you don't, don't have to watch you. all of them. No, we have to do the episode for it. Uh, it's such, like, an iconic... Because some of these movies were, like, prosecuted under... Yeah. Because of what the obscene laws in England were. Right. And to this day, if what I read was correct, it's illegal to own just movie stills from the movie Hostel 2 because it's illegal in England. Hostel 2? Hostel 2. It's illegal to own Hostel 2? I own Hostel 2. In Eng- England. We are in Chicago. So if I went to England and in my person, I had Hostel 2 and the cops pulled me over and they're like, she's arrested. She has Hostel 2. All <laughs> all of their constables would be like, get the paddy wagon. And then right. they would all jump on you like in To Catch a Predator. Sure, and they sure, would let them sure. leave. No, I don't know if it's just like you can't. It's a it's considered obscene material. Very obscene. And um, something else that's obscene is the twist of this movie. Oh yeah, is that the the reason that they end up killing the girls is because they're like drive they want to drive them to Canada because they're escaping. They're trying to escape and they want to bring the girls because they murdered other people, right? Yeah, 
And they escaped prison for murdering. Oh, right. Doi. Yeah. And so they their car crashes down, and the girls get out, but then they kill them. But then their car's fucked up, and it starts, like, storming or raining, and so they go to the nearest house, the cabin in, the cabin on the left, last house on the left. The cabin on the... Cabin on the left. Lips. Anyway, and it's the girl whose birthday it was, Mary, it's her parents' house. Yeah. Wah, wah. And so in the in the remake, they find out about it because she shows up because she's still alive. Right. But in this one, they find out about it because... Pictures, right? No, because they're talking about it and the wife like oh. overhears it. And so... Oh, yeah, because the they don't know. The parents go fucking batshit. The dad pulls out a fucking chainsaw and it's it's so lit. The mom bites off that guy's dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ew. The mom bites... Like, that is a true mom. Like if someone killed, if someone killed my daughter, do- um, if someone raped and killed my daughter, you bet your ass I'm biting off their dick. <laughs> I'm Lorraine Bobbiting that shit. No, she didn't bite it. I don't. Hmm, I think she just cut it off. Yeah, I think you're right. And speaking of porn, he had it retached, and now it does porn. Like imagine having oh. your dick cut off, oh. and then being like, be like, this was oh. a godsend that it still works. I have to put this dick to good use. Yeah. Anyways, I that like, was Last House on the Left. I I mean, it is where the title of one of our favorite podcasts comes yeah, to last from. Yeah, Podcast like, on the Left. Yeah. And there Love were, it. when you said the cat, the last cabin on the left or whatever, <laughs> yeah. there were... I've been switching words. We have, so, with little segue, we have a wine at work that's a Montepulciano, but it's called Quattromane, and today I call it the Quattropuccellano. <laughs> It's really easy to confuse words. It's almost like speaking is hard. Talking's not fun, you guys. Talking's not fun. Oh, also, um, I was keeping track of, like, Rotten Tomato scores yes. just because I find I have very one just because it's important. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's two, actually, that are pretty important. But Last House on the Left got a 61, which is good. Decent. Um, it, it, it has a tomato. It doesn't have, like, the green splotch. Yeah. And, I mean, like... If this was high school, I, they I would have a I think when the D, movie but... was coming out, people actually gave Robert Ebert, who's the, like, Robert Ebert? Yeah. And Skis- people gave Skis- him a lot of flack because he was like, it's a dec- it's not a bad movie. Like, it's a good, it's a well-made movie. And people were like, how dare you even, like, talk about this movie? It's, like, disgusting. And he was oh, like, yeah. no, it's a great, it's, like, a really well-made film. Yeah, I mean, like, you can make things about really fucked up stuff and have it be good. Hello, Hamlet. Hello. Hello, Oedipus. Hello. Hello. So, shall we move on to his next Oh, film? yes. The Hills Have Eyes with the... Li- <laughs> the Hills Are Alive with, with the Eyes sound of eyes. music. Uh, came nice. out in 1977. This movie is rated fucking X. Oh, it's, it is? It's that... It's, it's that, uh... It's, gnarly. It's... <laughs> Is it really gory? It's so bad. It's just, it's not even about the, it's just gross. It is really hard to get through. It's like, okay, so it's about this, I mean, they also, they also, I've only really kind of seen this movie. I've actually really watched the, again, remake, which Wes, I believe, also helped produce. Yeah. The remake's actually, it's fucked up, but it's a good, I think it's a good movie. After seeing that movie, I was so scared to drive home. Like, I was yeah. convinced that... Because we don't live anywhere near a desert. Well, I was out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, not a desert. scary, too. And I was at my friend's house who, like, lived literally next to, like, a correctional center, or, like, the juvenile center. Yeah, and I th- escapee. I definitely thought, when I thought <laughs> the entire Hills Have Ice cast was in was the backseat of my car. So it's about... That guy, a father though. who's a retired detective, his name is Big Bob Carter, 
And he Big old and his family, his wife Ethel, his son Bobby, his daughters Brenda and Lynn, and Lynn's husband Doug, and then their baby Katie. And oh, they're baby traveling. Katie. I know. They're traveling um, to California. They stop at like a gas station, and the guy tells them, like, don't go, like, just take the main way, don't take any back ways. But Big Bob is like, no. I'm gonna. <laughs> um, no. He's basically just like, no. So he takes a shortcut uh, through a nuclear testing site and Smart. wrecks the car. Obviously. Yeah. Crashes um, it. Yeah. And so then they, like, go off to, like, try to find help. Bob gets attacked by a group of cannibals, like a gang of cannibals, who also have obviously had some, like, issues with all this nuclear testing, so they're kind of... Oh, they're mutinous. Fuck. They're mutant. But the one dude, the, like, main guy, that's how he actually looks. Oh, Michael Berryman? Yeah. Yeah, the guy who was in Weird Science. He was also in one of Wes Craven's other movies. He was also in The Devil's Rejects. Yes. Which other ones? He was in Deadly Blessing. Interesting. I mean, he's got a great look. He's been in so much stuff. I mean, he really is... I mean, he could never play, like, um... He could never play, like, a Hugh Grant character. Probably not, but He's good as a villain. He's great for horror. He's got that kind of face. He's got a face. He's got that head, you know what I'm saying? He's got that, like, miss... No. Is he still working? I'm sure. Um, so... I like, in this movie... That all of the like bad people are named after planets. <laughs> really? Yeah. There's Pluto. There's Jupiter. And there's Mars. Wait, that's what the mutants' names. That's are? what their name. That's what their names are. Yeah. Did they not think of names? Just the let their but. Okay. Their okay. 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 Just kidding. I don't know. Um. But yeah, hills sucks have to eyes. be Uranus. Yeah. Right. What would you want to be? I'd want to be Venus. Um, I'd want to be Jupiter. <laughs> Jupiter is my favorite. Jupiter. And also, it is the Sagittarius planet, so. The Jupiterus? Yeah. Oh, no wonder I love the, the movie Jupiter. Jupiter Ascending. Just kidding, that movie is so bad. It's bad. So, after Hills Have Eyes, he did a TV movie called Summer of Fear or A Stranger in Our House. I don't know much about that one, but it happened. Um, and then you have... Uh, some information on Deadly Blessing, which happened in 81, correct? Two. 82. I don't know about you, but it's I'm feeling 82. <laughs> oh, God, I'm feeling 82. Feeling 82. I'm getting my hip replaced tomorrow. Do you want to come with me? Okay. So, anyways, Deadly Blessing got a, a 20 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's like a farming community, and there's, like, contemporary farmers, and then there's, like, this really weird Amish people. Uh-huh. And one of the characters at one point says that, like, they make the Amish look like swingers. That's how, That's like, how, like, uh, like... That, yeah, and that dude, isn't it? What's his name? Michael... Michael Berryman. <laughs> My, <laughs> Michael Buble. Um, he's <laughs> Michael in Buble. it, and he's in... They're called the um, Hittites, like, the really religious ones. Really, really, yeah. And he's one of them, and he, like, calls all the women incubuses, which is really... Not suck... We're all succubuses, exact, are you kidding? Yeah, which is dumb, because, okay, an incubus is a male demon that has sex with a sleeping woman, or rapes a sleeping woman, right. rather. She can't give consent in her sleep. And then a succubus is a female demon. That sucks. That rapes men while they're sleeping. Did you ever watch Ugly Americans? Yeah. That one girl was a succubus? Yeah. I liked her. She was Callie. really good. She was lit. They also talk Those about... Those Natasha Legera that 
did mm-hmm. her right. Yeah, love Latasha and Legero. Latasha and Legero. Latasha and Legero. Yeah, she's one of. So those. yeah, we are succubus ladies. We are succubuses. So uh, that was basically their way of calling them. Like I think, like incubators. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I think they meant because we're as also that. <laughs> not we are. We are just little incubators. Yeah. Um. That's what I call my uterus. Um, no, I think it was their word, and this would be them using this word, not me, but, like, whore. Uh, or, like, unclean. Right. Don't say whore, say sex worker. But, um, Don't say unclean, say dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. This is us. Sorry. This is us. This... Oh, I'm so sorry. No, please continue. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were recording. I'm singing that new, uh, that new Chainsmokers song. Jeez. Sick I was, boy, it's so good. Uh, like yeah. I was, I'm going to be I, sick of it in two weeks. Yeah. I just was going to say we had to take a quick break because Morgan is booking an appointment to get the word succubus tattooed around her asshole. You know it. So basically, Deadly Blessing, in a nutshell, is about this girl named Martha. She lives with her husband, who used to be one of those Hittites, and mm-hmm. they live, like, in that area, um, but not a lot of people like her because she's, like, from L.A., um, and then one night, Jim is killed by his own tractor because there's this, like, tall, what? dark figure that's like, starts killing people. Um, so he's not killed by the tractor, he's killed by this tall, dark figure. Well, the tall, dark, fig- tall, dark figure is driving the tractor. Right. Right. It's not like the tractor has um, a mind of anthropomorph- anthropomorphized. Or it's, it's not, not like what happened to that one actor. No, oh, God. Let's not talk about that. Oh, um, poor little. Anton Yelchin. Anton. R.I.P. There's also a mother and daughter named Louisa and Faith that are uh, their neighbors, and they're really, really weird. And uh, But Martha doesn't really think anything about it. Um, so when Jim dies, Martha's two friends come and stay with her, and one of them is Sharon Stone. Cool. And Sharon's... Love me a Sharon Stone film. Oh, yeah. And she's, like, really young. This probably was one of her first films, I would imagine. She has great eyebrows. She has amazing eyebrows. She looks like... Her body be banging in this movie. Banging. She's so... She starts, like, seeing ghosts. Like, she starts experiencing all these kind of supernatural Martha? things. Not Martha. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Martha... I don't know. They also, like, say that Martha's pregnant, but then it never comes up again, and she doesn't ever have a baby. Hmm. So... Or a I... baby bump? Or a baby bump. Never a baby bump. Interesting. And I don't know. This movie could literally take place over the course of a couple months to three days. Honestly, (laughs) I have no idea. I could not tell. So Sharon Stone starts seeing, like, the ghost of Jim, and he comes to her in his dreams, obviously, because Wes Craven loves dreams. dream shit. That is his thing. Yeah, the grossest scene in the movie is one where she's sleeping, and her mouth just slowly starts opening, and then these, like, hands are, like, holding her mouth open. And a spider falls. No! Falls into her mouth. Nope. Um, but it's a nope. Night. Yeah, hell nope. Hell nope. Hell nope. Morgan's like, I'm out. Bye. I hate spiders so much. Yeah, and it's weird. We were just talking about them. Um. Hmm. So yeah, but then she wakes abruptly because it was just a nightmare. There wasn't a real spider, and there wasn't real hands. There, the hands. There. Or do we don't then know? Who, then who was hands? We don't know. We don't know. That's like such a running theme in Wes Craven's movies. Is like, was that really happening or was it? Like a serpent in the rainbow. Oh God, yeah, that one's very much like yeah. that. Well, this movie also or is really bad. Never Elm Street. Yeah. yeah, this one is really bad because you don't. It's never really established anything nothing's ever really established like things just keep happening without like resolutions yeah or why and there's like three different antagonists 
or like five, I don't know. It's all full of antagonists. So I originally thought the killer was going to be that guy from The Hills Have Eyes up until the point where he died. Oh. <laughs> and then I was like, Michael oh. Berryman? Yeah. Um, and then, oh God, I wonder if Tuesday's snoring is picking up. Yeah. She's tired. Um, so then he also, he died in Martha's barn. And so everyone thinks that Martha has something to do with his death. And uh, William's dad comes over and he starts also calling her an incubus. Because they're fucking dum-dums. So her second friend that isn't Sharon Stone, who comes to visit, falls in love with one of the Hittites. Not Faith. Faith is the neighbor. Um, This girl's name is, like, Felicity. I honestly don't fucking remember. Word. Uh, It's, like, Valerie. I don't know. It's something 80s. And so they go to, like, a make-out point to go to the Bone Zone. And he gets stabbed to death by the dark figure. And, um... So the and then her friend tries driving away and then the car just like blows up and is like a fireball. So uh, Louisa and Faith start becoming kind of creepier and creepier and it's really obvious. The neighbors, yeah, yeah. the two women, uh, like the mother and daughter. Um, okay. And it's very obvious that Faith has like the hots for Martha. Um, and Louisa okay. come over and she like always shows up like randomly and they're like, get out of here, Faith. And so Louisa, the mom, comes over to like apologize for Faith like popping up all the time. Mm-hmm. And then she like very t- American horror story. Yeah. I was thinking that too. I was thinking that too. Um and so Louisa tells them actually just Sharon Tate. Martha like leaves the room for you a mean second. Sharon Stone. Sharon Yeah, fuck. Sharon Tate. That was oh, the lady who got murdered. Yeah. By Charles Manson's gang. The the yeah, the Manson murders. Oh boy. Sorry. But she uh tells Sharon Stone, rather, that she hates men and if Faith had been born a boy, she would have drowned her in the river like a sack of cats. She hates men, then how did she have faith? Um, she fucked a guy, obviously. Maybe I mean we don't know that story. This movie's bad. Okay. Like her dad like really fucked like abused her and uh, like okay. is like that's So why. he's the reason why she feels this way. Yes. Okay. Um so the big climax of the movie is when uh starts, rather at least, um Martha finds a rose on her bed that she had buried with her dead husband. And so she's like, what the hell? And she runs to his grave, and when she opens it, he's not in there. But there are a bunch of chickens that just start running out. Yeah, they just start flapping out, and it's like, what the fuck? Um, Chickens. For whatever reason, she assumes that Louisa and Faith have something to do with it, although it is never established whether or not Louisa and Faith have chickens. Hmm. Yeah. They don't live on a farm? I mean, they all live on a farm. Oh, well, that's probably where the chickens came from. Maybe, but, like, they make it seem... Like, the Hittites, like, the uh, Amish people are kind of, like, a red herring. Right. So then she runs home, and Louisa and Faith start attacking her. And while wrestling with Faith, Faith's shirt comes undone, and it's revealed that Faith has been a boy the whole time. What? And remember how her mom said she hated men? Right. Turns out she didn't want to drown her. She just wanted to raise her as a boy. She just wanted to raise her as a boy. Yeah. Um, so there's this big shootout between Louisa, Faith, Martha, and Sharon Stone. And Louisa and Faith both die. And everyone thinks it's, like, super happy ending. Um, everything, you know, they were the bad guys. They were, like, the tall figures. Both of them are relatively short women. I don't know. Um, so Martha takes Sharon Stone back to the airport. She goes home to L.A. And then when Martha gets back to her house, it's, like, during the day. But as soon as she walks in the door, she, like, it starts getting really dark outside. And then um, the ghost of her husband Jim appears to her mm-hmm. and just starts warning her about the incubus. And then the incubus like shoots out of the floorboards, like out of hell, and drags her down to hell. And what then the like fucking shit. Yeah. And then all the floorboards like go back to normal. And then like the lights go back to normal, and it's like daytime again. And 
yeah, it's basically that so. Is movie. this who's this movie like really about? Is it about it's Sharon about Mar- Stone? No, it's, about, it's about, Martha. about Martha. Okay, it's about Martha, but it's really bad. But it, Martha's the like main character. Yeah, that's Martha. Okay, cool. Yeah, Morgan's looking at IMDb. Sharon Stone is next to her. Yeah, um, and then who's her? I think that's the other friend. That's Who, the other friend. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to see what Faith looked like. Oh, Faith. Oh, Faith. I was played by like an a woman. Or, like, a female actress. I know. I just want to know. Who's that? Um, that's <laughs> Melissa. I don't remember. This is really There's visual. a lot. It seems like it's mostly Sharon Stone yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I mean, the, well, a lot all of... All the stills are of Sharon of the, Stone. Yeah. She becomes, like, a big part of it. That, there's so many ads for Doctor Who. I know. I'm just going to Google Faith. Yeah. Faith from Deadly Blossoms. Now that like I see that, because I I always saw that movie at like you know Family Video or the video store or whatever, and I always was like, I wonder what that's about, but it just never really called out to me, so I yeah. never rented. Well, because the cover is like the part in the movie where she uh, eats a spider. Yeah. Or like Bye. moments before. So yeah, that is Deadly Blessing. That's our Deadly Blessing. What did that one get on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, um, I think. It, uh, let's see. Uh, we make little songs while Holly's trying to figure out shit. I do that now. We got a 20. It did 20. So that's like 20 is not great. 20 is not great. That's a, that's a tomato splat. Well, speaking of hell, his next mo- next TV movie, which came out in 1984. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. <laughs> Funny how LOL, things LOL, happen. LOL. Jumping back to 1982. Two hops Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Uh, it was based on the comics, obviously. Yes. Um, it's about Dr. Alec Holland, who's working in a swamp to create a new species. He wants to adapt, like... Something that's like part animal, part plant, and that's able to just like live in like even the harshest of conditions. Something that can just kind of like be, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, like so many like mad scientist things, obviously he is subject to his own creation, and the he lime turns into green, swamp thing. The lime green liquid is so green. Yeah. It's like the most neon. This green. was probably the fucking shittiest movie ever to work on. Oh, I bet. Working in a literal swamp. Oh, I've seen pictures of it. There's, like, behind-the-scene photos, and they're just, like, fucking in that bayou, like, in their, like, uh, what are they called? Like, mutters or, like, the waders? Yeah, that does not sound like fun to me. No. Anyways, I've never seen Swamp Thing. I've seen parts of it. Nor do I care to. The lead female character looks exactly like Weird Al. She has very... Weird Al? Yeah, she has very curly hair. (laughs) And she wears Hawaiian t-shirts. Okay. There's literally um, a scene where she looks exactly like Weird Al. So next <laughs> what did that up, get on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, Swamp Thing got 65. <laughs> Swamp Thing. So, so Swamp anyways, Thing Back to good. Hell, 1984 TV movie, Invitation to Hell. I just <clears throat> want to go back to that uh, note. Did it have a sequel called RSVP to Hell? Did you have an RSVP to be back to hell. <laughs> Did it have a prequel called Save the Date to Hell? <laughs> Seriously. They're like, hell or heaven, circle one. <laughs> circle, yes or no. Do you like me? Um, so, anyways, 1984 also brought on The Hills Have Ice Part 2. Haven't seen, don't wanna. Me either. It, but it happened. 
And it got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, fucking Wes Craven was busy AF in 1984 because that was also the year that he made A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's probably, like, he was, I mean, he definitely phoned the Hills Have Eyes in Part 2 in. He phoned it in. Yeah, he phoned it in. Like, because he Wait, probably you're not saying that they more. came out in 1985. They Mine both did. Well, there's a, probably a good chance that I am wrong. Who knows? Who knows, man. <laughs> It's weird how the internet works, you guys. Anyways. Yeah, movies are like weird. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Classic. So I've heard this in a lot of documentaries, but I pulled this info right from IMDb. Craven first came up with the basic idea for the movie of Nightmare on Elm Street from a series of articles in the Los Angeles Times over a three-month, or I'm sorry, a three-year period about a group of Southeast Asian refugees from... Um, the Hmong tribe, several of whom died in the throes of horrific nightmares. The group had oh. come to the U.S. to escape the murderous reign of Pol Pot, and within a year of arriving, three men had died all in similar situations. The young, otherwise healthy man would have a nightmare, then refuse to sleep for as long as he could, and when he finally fell asleep from exhaustion, he woke up screaming and died. Uh, autopsy results revealed that they had not died from heart failure, they just died. Whoa. And uh, it was this inability to find a cause of death that intrigued Craven so much. Um, it was sleep exhaustion, I'm guessing. Who knows? Or it's trauma. Or... 11 days without sleep, you're dead. Yeah, it's... It's really sleep crazy. Sleep the best. Well, I sleep too much it's because so of... It's so good. It's so crazy that too much is bad. Whatever. And too little is I've bad. heard you can't sleep too much. You can. There's this weird chemical that releases, and I feel it. Like really? it, like kind of, you get like sleep hungover. I mean, I've felt uh, that's why I don't nap. I cannot take naps because I feel so dr- groggy the rest of the day. Yeah, I can't do it. That's but yeah, really isn't crazy. that crazy that so, that's where he got that from? So, anyways, this phenomenon uh, was where... called Asian Death Syndrome, which is not a great name, but well, um, a variant of sudden unexpected death syndrome or so the Bergada syndrome. I don't know. That's crazy. Right. Well, that's really weird. And so, did he learn about this um, previous to A Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. Like, when he was younger? Yeah, I think, like, around the time when that he, he was, was just started making school. films. Yeah. Okay. That had... This has a... I didn't know that. This has a really big effect on all of his dreams. I would... All of his and movies. all of his movies. Because they're, they're all, all about dreams. dreams. And then, also, this is... That's, like, kind of Serpent and the Rainbow-y. Mm-hmm. He definitely, like, calls on things that, like, he know. Like, speaking of, Freddy Krueger is named after this kid that used to bully him when he was younger, whose name was Krueger. Ooh. And so that's why he also named the guy in Last Pod... Or uh, Last House... Podcast on the left. Last House Harry? on the left. Krug. Henry? Because based oh. off Krueger. Um, so that's where he got the name from. And actually, like, Freddy in general kind of was created from this one like, night or day, maybe? I don't know what what time it was, but he was at home by himself when he was, like, 10, and this homeless guy just came up to his, like, window and just was staring at him. Wow. Yeah. And Freddy's... By the way, I don't want to get too deep into the Nightmare on Elm Street movies right now, because we're definitely going to do an episode about them, because... Doi. Well, they're not the best as a group. The first one's amazing. I love New Nightmare. Some of the middle ones are okay. The guy who directed Jason X directed one of them, and I think you're going to like it. Probably. Probably. Um, I mean, his nightmares did the best out of all of them. Yeah. Uh, this of one, course. This one got a 94, and uh, New Nightmare did really well, too. 
Yeah, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street's a great movie, and Johnny Depp's a piece of shit, but man, does that boy know how to pull off a crop top. Oh my god, and this was his first movie, so, like, Wes Craven is, like, kind of who discovered Johnny Depp. And I kind of wish that he'd stayed sunken into his bed with that TV. Yeah, me too. And, like, all of his blood, like, gushing all over the ceiling upside down. That was, like, so much blood. This movie is so, like, visually stunning. Like it's beautiful. It's it's made really well. It's like such like crazy like shots like the shot of Tina in the like bag. Yes. Yes. Or like the shot of like well, all the of the blood spraying scene. out of the yeah. the bed and the scene. Yeah, and the bathtub is. I great. just remember thinking, holy fuck, Johnny Depp has a lot of blood in his body. So much blood. So much blood. So um, Johnny Depp is full of ten people's worth of blood. Right. Oh, I was going to say before, um, about Last House on the Left, I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that Wes Craven got the idea for it because, um, he and his wife were driving, like, kind of, like, out in the middle of nowhere, and they found this, like, naked girl who was just, like, huddled, and she said that she'd just been attacked, and they, like, took her to the Holy shit, I've never heard that. Yeah. That's crazy. If it's true. I don't remember where I read it, but I People do do... like to make shit up, though. Yeah, but I feel like it's been fact-checked, but also, I mean, if it's true, that's cool. Or, I mean, it's not cool for the girl. Another interesting fact, the reason that um, his, Freddie's infamous sweater, played by Robert England, by the way, in case you don't fucking know. Uh, is red and green is because those are the two hardest colors to see next to each other, to the human eye. Which is weird because they're complementary colors. So you'd think that that would mean that they go well together. You'd think so. I mean, that's what I was taught in art school. That's what I was taught in darton school. But anyways, uh, this movie is really what solidified Wes as like a horror master and what kind of put him in that box, which he doesn't He didn't really love... He definitely wanted to branch out and do other things. He didn't want to only be in horror movies, just like he didn't want to only be in porn movies. Which is what brings us to his next movie, Deadly Friend. Deadly Friend. It was um, originally... He also did Chiller and a couple episodes. No, we don't need to talk about Chiller. It happened. Um, Oh, by the way, um, for those of you who do want to tune in on our Nightmare on Elm Street episode when it happens... A lot of my information will be coming from the um, doc, uh, the documentary Never Sleep Again. It's really fucking good. It's really fucking long, but it's really fucking good. It's on Netflix. Anyway, Chiller happened. Also, he did like five episodes of The Twilight Zone. Yes, they're really good. I've seen some of them. But you want to get into Deadly Friend? Uh, yes. Okay, so on to Deadly Friend. It's a very bad movie. Uh, like you were... Or like you will say in the future, um, he tried breaking out of the box a lot and he wanted this to be more... Because the story um, is like sci-fi and originally it was just going to be called Friend. It wasn't supposed to be scary. It wasn't supposed to be super gory and then they made him make it really gory because it tested really poorly the first time they showed it. Um, It's about this kid named Paul. He's a teenager and he graduated high school early and him and his mom and his robot, Uh (laughs) BB, who he... Made himself. BB? Like BB-8? Yeah, I don't... I'm gonna go out there and say that J.J. Abrams stole the idea from... I agree. ...from this movie. Um, BB kind of looks like a cross between um, Wally and the robot from uh, Short Circuit. Okay. Like, for, for, like, to paint a picture of him. Sure. Um, so they're moving there because he's gonna start going to college uh, where he's gonna be studying to be a brain surgeon. Um, his next-door neighbor is Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Swanson, um, who he falls in love with immediately. Because, Buffy. 
Yeah. Not, like, real Buffy, because real Buffy is obviously... I mean, she was first Buffy, technically. She was first Buffy, but real Buffy is definitely Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, I, I uh, 100% agree. Um, he also makes friends with this kid named Tom, who's a newspaper boy. At one point, they tried teaching BB how to be a newspaper boy as well. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe to, like, streamline Tom's job a little more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so, Christy Swanson's dad is very abusive towards her. Um, there's, like... Like, you know, in every neighborhood, there's, like, a bitch old lady who, like, locks her doors and, like, comes out, like, with a gun. Like, if you even, like, step foot on her, you know, property. Right. Um, So on Halloween, they decide to play a prank on her, and she comes out with her shotgun and shoots BB. um, And he dies. Um, And Paul is so fucking sad. Yeah. Um, He, like, cries a lot. Poor Um, BB. But he keeps BB's microchip, a.k.a. his, like, robot brain. Um, so then Christy's dad, uh, sees Paul or Christy Swanson, or I think her name in the movie is Samantha. Um, but he sees them kiss and he gets so angry at her that he pushes her down the stairs and she, uh, is brain dead. Oh my God. Yeah. She like goes to the hospital and doctors like perform surgery on her brain and are like, she's brain dead. Although I feel like you can just do that with a MRI, but I don't know. Um, so... Beep, bop, boop. Um, so uh, Paul breaks into the hospital and shoves BB's microchip into Christy Swanson's brain, and it makes her come. What? Yeah, it makes her come back to life, but she's clearly BB the robot. Like right. she doesn't talk, but looks like Christy Swanson. She looks like Christy Swanson with like a very blue smoky eye. Okay. Like the makeup they do for it is really. I'll post That's pictures. It is. No, it's very like she kind of looks like. She honestly kind of looks like Bill. Pullman's character when he's like a zombie in uh, The Serpent and the Rainbow. Um, I mean, it looks good, though. I'm not gonna lie. Um, So, she's clearly BB. BB, like, would have moments where he became sentient and, Mm -hmm. like, would um, do things. Because Paul uh, controlled him, but sometimes he would go rogue and, like, beat like, he would get... BB. Beat BB. Um, but, like, he hated that next-door neighbor lady. He hated um, the dad, obviously, and mm-hmm. obviously Christy did, too. Um, and so she kills her dad by breaking his neck, and then Paul finds her in the basement, when the dad is just, like, in the furnace. It's very mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, don't say, ah, he abused her. Oh, right. Um, My B. My BB. Yeah, and then she... <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> she eventually... Uh, then she goes over to, like, the mean neighborhood woman's house um, and kills her by throwing a basketball at her head so hard that the lady's oh, head explodes. I've seen that. The gif? Yeah, I've seen that online on Tumblr. I was so happy when I finally... I was like, oh, my God. That's, that's what where, that is. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, screamed up and was like, yeah, baby. It's, like, that one gif. Speaking of gifts, of, like, the one girl from America's Next Top Model. Oh, my God, when she's doing the fist the in the fist air, thing. like, crying. Yeah, it's, like, when your friend um, gets you McDonald's and, like, doesn't, like, surprises you with McDonald's. Yeah. So, <laughs> eventually, the police catch wind of all these murders going down, uh-huh. and, um, I mean, Christy Swanson's not really doing anything to, like, cover it up or anything, because right. she is a robot inside of a teenage girl's body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, like, chase her and Paul, and they are in a shed and she like comes back to life for a little bit and like talks in like her regular Christy Swanson voice mm-hmm. but then she's immediately shot by the cops and then she's really dead. Yeah. And Paul 
who did not learn his lesson the first time, goes to the morgue to try to revive Christie's body once again. Uh-huh. And he's, like, leaning down over her, and she starts strangling him, and, like, the skin rips off of her face. What? And underneath is, like, a, uh, like, evil version of B.B., like kind BB's of like, face? Like BB's face. Yeah, kind of like how in the new Star Wars movie there's an evil BB-8. Right. Like there's a there's good ball droid and there's bad ball droid. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's like in the... Evil BB? Evil BB. And well, I, BB, I've heard that uh, this scene, like Wes Craven and the writer did not want this scene in the movie and the and the like production company forced them. Yeah, they, there was a lot of rewrites. I've um, read some... Uh, Chris, Christy Swanson interviews and she said that it was very tense on set. Yeah. Um, but she said that Wes Craven was like so nice to her Aww. and like was always like she could tell he because it was like her first feature film. Right. And like she could tell he was like frustrated with her but he was always very patient like, yeah. when talking to her. He seems like an amazing guy. Yeah. Um, he's, good at, he's really good at his job. Yes. Um, and then also like the um, skin on her arm starts peeling off and she has like robo bones. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then she um, like, talks in like a crazy it's not even BB's voice, it's just like a weird voice and she's like, come with me, Paul. Ew. And he's like no, and then off camera she breaks his neck and then the movie ends. So you can tell that they phoned it in. Yeah, it sounds kind of like it's it. It's soups bad. It's kind of like when we were watching um that happy death day and when we watched the like um alternative ending. ending i bet you that was one that like they made them shoot but the writer was like that's not gonna be this fucking ending right Which like we're not gonna say because maybe you haven't seen the ending of this movie or even the alternative ending but uh, you can tell that that one was yeah. either they just shot it for fun or someone made them yeah well they see they play it and like if it tests poorly they're yeah it tests poorly yeah but uh, back in the day, they didn't do, like, probably in the 70s, did they do that? I don't think they did the screeners back then. No, this is in the 80s, uh, and this was, well, because, like, they filmed the movie as, like, more, less gory. Because yeah. this movie is very, very gory. I mean, a fucking lady's head gets, like... Slammed. Like, fucking explodes. Um, Christy Swanson said that Wes Craven made her throw the basketball over 100 times. Wow. To make so 100 it, takes? Yeah, to make it look like she was throwing it really, really, really hard and right. fast. Because she's supposed to have, like, incredible robot strength. Right, and she wasn't looking like she was doing it well. No, I don't... I, I That would have... I would have... She said her arms hurt really bad, and it's like, well, yeah. Duh. Um, uh, and then she said that the... Um, it wasn't actually the lady, obviously, that she was throwing the basketball at. Right. Uh, and it was... Um, like the fake head was full of uh, cow brains that Ew. the production had picked up from a local butcher. That's wasting a whole cow. I mean, the cow's brains were there anyway. They just were used. They were put no. to good. They weren't eaten. I it's guess not you're good right. to eat something's brain. I feel like. No, it's actually really healthy. What? When you're like pregnant, it's really good to do. I guess to eat brain. To eat like organs. Oh, I've heard that with liver. That's so gross. I don't want to talk about it. Well, that was Deadly Friend. Deadly Friend is bad. Don't watch it. Was what did it get on a uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Zero. Zero. It got. I the... love when. What was the movie that we were talking about that got zero not that long ago? Um, I think it was a Christmas one, maybe. I don't remember. I like it was when something movies get really zero. bad. I do too. And this movie is like kind of enjoyably bad. Like yeah, Christy's, watch it for the bad. Christy Swanson's performance alone as like a 
teenage Fembot, girl trying to of. be a robot because she it's kind of like she's just like doing the robot and uh bb has like those you know like um when old people can't reach things and they yes. get those one like the claws the clog like grabber yeah. things that's what bb's hands, hands are look like okay. and so that's how so like um so christy does like the like star trek spock uh, like hand thing where yeah. like the fingers and like just like moves around very robotically it's pretty bonkers um, so yeah check it out if you love really shitty movies otherwise stay away I guess stay the fuck away stay the fuck away and that was Deadly Friend so Deadly Friend is either BB or it's Christy it's BB Christy it's BB Christy BB Christy So then uh, we get to New Nightmare, the only other Nightmare on Elm Street movie that Wes Craven directed. He kind of helped co-write the third one, but not so much. Um, so this came out in 1994. Like I said, we're going to go into like a lot more detail when we do the actual Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. But I definitely love this movie. New Nightmare basically takes place in the real world. Like, Heather Langenkamp plays Heather Langenkamp. Robert England plays Robert England, and Wes Craven is even in this movie playing himself. And then John Saxon, who comes back to play himself, he was like the dad. Um, it's so meta. That's pretty meta. It's like the most meta movie ever, which was good, and it was honestly kind of like a setup for him to do Scream. Mm-hmm. You know, because that is true. You can tell he's kind of because he's made all of these other movies. He kind of knows all of these tropes. And so then he put all of that into the and Scream movies. I think movies. a big thing about the Scream movies is that they created a lot more tropes. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, but we're still on uh, New Nightmare. So anyways, it's so meta. Heather Cap keeps getting, like, weird calls and kind of, like, harassed by Freddy, even though Robert England and her are, like, homies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so... Wait. Her... What? I think I forgot. I... Wait, so Robert... Okay, continue. So the movie starts... With them shooting the new movie that they're writing. Yes. Wes is writing a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Right. Kind of in real time as this is all happening. So it's almost like he's writing what's happening every moment that it's happening. So like Scream 3? What? Like Scream 3? What do you mean Scream 3? Everything that happens in the movie. Oh, the movie yeah. within the movie. Similar idea. So it's Similar a movie idea. within a movie. Totally. So it's very Hamlet. It's very Hamlet. It's so meta. So her son, who is played by Milo Hughes, who's the little boy from Pet Cemetery, And the asshole. And he's in a lot Eric of Eric from, or I forget what his name is, Aaron from Full House. Yes. That's what I'll always remember him as. He's a really cute little kid. Did not age super well. But anyways, so basically, like, the little kid is kind of being, so the little kid's having the nightmares. And there's all these earthquakes going on. Which, but then, like, is there, are they, they in California? Start just, yeah, they live in because they live in LA. That's also a big thing of his. Like, he like there'll just be scenes where like rooms start rumbling, and it's like, huh? Like that happens. Yeah, that happens in. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. continue. And then eventually, like they people start thinking the mom's crazy, and so the kid gets taken away, but then he breaks out of like the hospital. And then they have this big, like, crazy fight with, like, Freddy. And Freddy's finally, like, mean Freddy again. He's not, like, funny, quippy Freddy like he becomes after the first movie. So... This one's scary. So, wait. If he's not... If it's not Robert Eugland, who is it? It's... Do you find out? Actual... The being that is Freddy Krueger. He, like, 
manifests. Does he into kill his Robert self. Eugland? England. I'm my apologies. Yes, Robert England dies, but it's off screen. That's so he kills himself. He kills himself. Hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite. Can you scenes? get charged with that? Yeah. Why are none of these slasher movie killers charged with anything? Because they are supernatural beings, and well, usually is. they can murder cops. Freddie is. You can't murder. What are you gonna do when you're like in a room full of cops and they all have tase? Just kidding. Uh, they're all magic. Continue. They're all magic. But yeah, there's a lot of like digital effects in this movie because this was like around the time when that was getting really big. That don't look great. Like, uh, there's a part where, like, Freddy wraps his tongue around oh, Heather Langenkamp's body. Oh, no, that's that from the one. first movie. The tongue out of the phone is from the first movie. That made me horny. But yeah, New Nightmare. Dope. We'll cool, get more man. into it later. Uh, so let's go to the... What do you have to say about this movie? Oh. What do you have to say about Vampire this in Brooklyn? I know you don't like Eddie Murphy, but I would just like to say that his hair is everything... I could have an ever really because he actually was quoted saying that that the wig made the everyone wig hate is it. why everyone hates them. I hate it's I, like no, I dude. don't care. It's long. It's curly. It's always wet. It's it's always wet. Always wet. So a big issue with Vampire in Brooklyn, which came out in 1995, was that they gave Eddie Murphy way more control f- control than they gave Wes Craven, who was making the movie. Well, it was Eddie. His production, and he was also yeah. The movie it. starts out by saying an Eddie Murphy production starring Eddie Murphy in Eddie Murphy's. What a dick! It's like okay, but I mean also him and West did not get along. I can totally see that yeah. because I mean it's like having two. That's too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, West wanted him to play the character like kind of vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And he, like, refused to do that. He well, was like, no, funny. it's going to be comedy. Okay, but there's a lot of comedic so actors funny. who can be in movies that are serious and do it really well. And I that's what he's... this movie was kind of meant to be. That's what the writer wanted it to be. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. think he... There's a... I think... Angela Bassett's in this movie. Yeah, because She's it's, a damn queen. It's about, and... um, like, this character lives in the Caribbean, and so he goes to New York, kind of like in the movie Hamilton. Because he wants to find his vampire princess. Well, they're all... No, the vampire race, he's like, thinks he's the last one, but then he finds out that this woman um, gave Angela birth... Bassett. No, this woman gave oh, right. birth to um, a baby whose father was a vampire, and that's Angela Bassett. And right. she has a lot of fucked up dreams that she doesn't understand. So much of that. So dreams. Dreams, dreams, fucking dreams. Yeah, and so my big problem with this movie is that um, when we first see uh, Maximilian, Maximilian, he is on a boat, because he travels. And, um, by boat? <laughs> by boat. Um, the dad from the Waynes Brothers show is on there, and he's, like, checking out the boat because it, like, runs into his little dock house. Mm-hmm. And all the people on the boat are dead. And then a wolf shows up. And then the wolf turns into a vampire. Yeah. Which I know that there's a lot of different vampire no, but that mythologies. would never. That would never because for me. they are mortal enemies. Yeah. They're, like... Haven't you read Twilight? Yeah. Oh, God. When it, go, going back to the incubus, who cares? Back, <laughs> they like it. It's back to the incubus, succubus thing. They talk about that in Breaking Bad, right? And so the the thing is that Angela Bassett doesn't know she's a vampire. No, she just keeps having all these crazy dreams. Right. But um, and then she's a detective, and her partner, who's I 
name I forget, but he's really fucking hot. Um, oh, yeah. And he, like, doesn't want her to be with Angela Bassett. But I think the most... I mean, it's a, it's not a good movie. No. It's not a good movie. It's and um, What did it get on uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, a 10. Yeah. It's a 10. It's a 10. It's a for sure 10. And not, like, a 10 out of 10 kind of 10. It's, like, a 10 out of 100. It's not the movie 10 starring Farrah Fawcett. Or not... I'm sorry. Daryl Hannah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, a major uh, controversy with this movie is Sonia Davis, who was Angela Bassett's stunt double, died while she was falling backwards off of a building 52 feet, mm-hmm. um, and she fell onto one of those stunt cushions, but it had been calibrated wrong and acted more like a trampoline, and so she bounced off of it as fast as one would, falling down from 42 oh, fucking shit. feet, slammed into a building... And then hit the ground. Yeah. And... And she didn't die right away either, did she? Um, I don't believe so. Um, but her mom and a couple of her siblings were there that day to watch her film because they were so proud of her and her brother actually had been recording it. So they had very good evidence. Yeah. So, uh, Sonia Davis's family decided to sue, um, for, uh, gross negligence, um, for a civil trial... And they sued Paramount Pictures, Eddie Murphy Productions, Inc., Eddie Murphy personally, and Wes Craven, Craven personally, um, amongst a long list of other people. And she won. And she had originally asked for $10 million, mm-hmm. um, but I could not find out, like, because you find that out. Like, she won. Uh, she was, it was like a... Uh, affirmed mm-hmm. that she won um but then they like get sick. it's kind of like when you are uh, they say you're guilty and then your sentencing hearing right. is another time which a lot of people don't know yeah and i never knew that and also while looking that up i never knew that west craven and Polly shore had beef they like do? they were neighbors and they like kept suing each other why and honestly i'm on team west good yeah why would you be on team Polly shore yeah the weasel Buddy, obviously we're not trying to shit on Wes Craven at all. He right. obviously felt horrible, and it's like a horrible thing that happened. But yeah. I mean, repercussions, you know, have to be made. Yep. So, should we jump into, in my opinion, his best work? Is which movie? Scream. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it's his best. I think some of his best directing. I mean, we did have a three-part episode about it, so obviously we love... So we're probably not going to get super-duper-duper-duper deep into these movies, because we've already done that for y'all. We did it there's a couple things that I didn't mention in that episode that I would like to. Oh. Which is that um, the reason Wes actually got the role was because he was the only director who understood that the movie was not a comedy. And, like, other directors, like Robert Rodriguez and Sam Raimi, they were like, let's cut out all the gore, let's just, like, make this, like, a comedy movie that's, like, about horror movies. And but Kevin that, Williamson, who wrote this movie, was like, no. That's crazy, though, because they both do make such gory shit. I know, Sam but that's Ra- what they wanted to do. That's bo- Well, maybe they also... I mean, Robert Rodriguez also made, like, Spy Kids. Oh, true. He loves Danny Trejo, but I honestly, love Spy Kids. Who, who doesn't? Shout out to Junie. Yeah. Another interesting thing is that Drew Barrymore was actually attached to this film before Wes Craven even was. She was, like, really ride or die for the script. Like, right away. And she was actually supposed to play, I think we talked about this in the Scream episode, Mm -hmm. that she was supposed to play 
um, Nev Sydney, Campbell's. but then she was like, wouldn't it be dope if I died first? And, and they were like, yeah. She was probably like, wouldn't it be cool if I just showed up for like a couple days and then like bounced? <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Like, how fun would it be if I was only there for two nights? <laughs> yeah. She's like, and then the rest of me is just a dummy hanging from a tree. Maybe she was so excited about the movie that she didn't want to be in it so that she could, could like be surprised. And Even though she it. read the script, but. True. Maybe she wanted yeah. to see it portrayed by somebody else. I don't know. Um, so Scream 2 came the next year in 97. Scream came out in 96. Um, and then after Scream, he produced the cult classic Wishmaster, which is like big in the horror game. Yeah, ho- I cult. personally don't like it, but no. it happened. <laughs> I, I couldn't get into that it. That was either. back when like they were just trying to put him on any project just to have his name attached to a horror movie. Yeah, because he know? has all of those other credits to his name that everyone knows. Exactly. And so, speaking of only ever being in horror movies, this next film he did in 1999, Music of the Heart, not a horror movie <laughs> no. at all. Meryl, I think that this was his excuse to work with Meryl Streep, because he knew she'd never be in a horror movie. I agree. But also, I think he, he always wanted to do... He didn't want to be stuck in like the category, like in the box of just horror. being a horror director. Mm-hmm. But like, hey... If you're there, you're there, and I think he ended and he's up liking so it. Good this at it. movie, unfortunately, is kind of what made him stay in that box because it did not do well. Um, and when things don't do well, you know, you the wanna... studio's not going to be like, "Let's try again." Yeah, they're, they're going to not... be like, "Not that guy again." They're like, "Guess what's not happening?" Music of the Heart Part Two. <laughs> yeah, so Music of the Heart. It's a story of a school teacher's struggle, aka Meryl Streep, to teach violin to inner city Harlem kids. Okay, that's very random. Cloris Leachman's in it. Angela Bassett again is in it. Oh, they so obviously must have got along mm-hmm. pretty well. She seems like a dope chick. I would want to hang out with her. I'd hang out with her every day. Right, and so then after music, I'd of be the like, heart did so. Not how did you well. get your groove back? Right, <laughs> me too, Stella. I'd be like, can you give me give me tips? Give me I tips need about to, how to get my. Groove I need back. to get my groove back like yesterday. <laughs> yeah, my groove is not back, and I need it. You threw um, off my groove. Threw off my groove. <laughs> Anywho, so that was so many tangents. After '99 was the year 2000. Really, it was. Oh my Isn't that God. crazy? It's fucking weird. And also, what we thought would be the end of a trilogy, Scream Three happened that year. It wasn't because Scream Four happened, but we'll get to that. Well, we also thought the world was going to end that year, so we thought the technology was going to kill us next that year. Yeah, and then 2012 happened, and we're still bored. I mean, there's literally like 1994. Three, the world was supposed to end. Random. Um, that would have sucked for me. <laughs> yeah, you would have just been a little, a wee little bit. One year. Um, so, again, Scream 3, cool movie. Um, very meta. Very meta. They're all meta. Um, and then we jump to another um, Wes and Kevin Williamson team up of Curse, which came out in 2005. Oh, yes. That's uh, Christina Ricci and little baby Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, little baby Jesse Isies is in that. Also, Portia de Rossi, Maya, and Elizabeth Shannon are in this movie. It's, like, stacked. Um, My baby daddy, Joshua Jackson, is in this movie. I love him. And if you don't want to watch a movie about werewolves with Joshua Jackson, then you can get the the fuck out of here. You can go fuck yourself forever. Basically. I love him. This movie did not do well, fantastically. No. I've seen... What is it? Do you know it's uh, Rotten Tomatoes skier? Uh, I do. I do. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. It got a 16. That's not good. That's not good. 
Um, so basically it's a movie about a werewolf that's like wrecking havoc in LA and it attacks Christina Ricci and Jesse Eisenberg who they play brother and sister and Not. they're like in this like crazy car accident and then they kind of get attacked and so they think they're turning into werewolves <laughs> and they think in order for them to not turn into a werewolf before the next full moon is to kill the like main one and so Christina Ricci is dating Joshua Jackson who actually turns out to be like the number one werewolf in the game. Whoa. Is there a point yeah. in this movie where a werewolf turns into a vampire? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're just strictly Or where werewolves. a vampire turns into a werewolf. Nope. Not in this one. I just remember in the preview like um, Jesse Eisenberg like lifts up his shirt and like something weird. Just, like, oh yeah! And I was like, "Holy fuck! When was the last time that kid ate something?" Yeah, he's a skinny little boy. He's a tiny little boy, but a really, really good actor and sexy. You think? Sometimes not as um, uh, what's his face? Oh well, no. Well, then he's fine. But no, he was in that new Superman movie as uh, the oh, bad yeah. guy, and he was bald. And I was like, "No, thank no. you." Yeah, so uh, I would personally give this movie in my my low standards of horror um, rating scale. I would give it a fifty. A fifty? Okay, yeah. that's pretty Maybe generous. Even like a fifty-six. It's generous. Um, so then the next year, Red Eye, Great which movie. is actually a personal favorite for me. Red Eye, um, it came out uh, like I said in two thousand and six. And it was a running time of only an hour and 25 minutes, which is very, very short. Yeah, that's not feature length. No, especially me. as, like, to go see in theaters. Yeah. It's really short. And, like, they, the well, the weird thing is they, like, marketed this movie like it was, like, a horror movie and, like, it was going to be scary and almost yeah. like it was going to be supernatural. Yeah. Because remember in the trailer, Killian Murphy, who's in this movie with Rachel McAdams, also sexy. they, like, made his eyes glow in one yeah. part. And I'm just like, okay. But it's literally, like, a poli- like a political, like, thriller. I mean, yeah, there's a movie... Well, also with his one... With that movie, Deadly Friend, mm-hmm. um, it was, like, the um, trailer all has scenes from, like, when they originally shot it. Because, you know, right. they had to do so many reshoots. And so, like... That's probably why, like, there's trailers that have so many of those. Yeah, Curse, they had jolly- to literally come back a year later and reshoot stuff because the studio was like, actually, we're going to make this a PG-13 movie, so you have to take, like, almost all of this out. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, but so Red Eye, yeah, it's a political thriller. It's about... We are living in a political thriller right now. Right. It's about I Rachel McAdams, who works for, like, this big swanky hotel in Miami, and she is flying home from her grandmother's funeral and at the airport she meets Killian Murphy who like jokes about the fact that his name's Jack Jackson Ripner or Jack the Ripper. Oh. And how is like yeah. He would be so good as Jack the Ripper if they did if a they movie did about it. He's oh. creepy AF. He's like a scarecrow in the Batman movies. He's in that movie um My Little Eye, which oh, is Oh, I've weird. never seen that one. And he's, he's in the really 28 good. Days Later movies. Oh yeah, you see his booty. Yeah, he's but cute. B- b- booty, b- booty, booty. Um so anyways, they meet at the airport and they just kind of start to get to know each other then when they're on the same flight, they they sit next to each other and then basically once the airplane takes off and most of this movie takes place in flight. So once the airplane takes off, he starts telling her how he works for like a private group and they're take they want to take out this guy who's this politician who's planning on staying at her hotel and that if they don't, he has a guy at her dad's house parked outside with like a knife who's ready to kill him. Oh fuck. And so 
tons of shit ensues. It's a fucking crazy movie. It's, I need to rewatch it. I really it. like it. I got it for you for Christmas or your birthday? You got it for me for my birthday, but I already had it. So if you would like the copy you gave me, oh, you can have it. Yeah, I would actually. Because I want to rewatch that. Oh my God, it's so good. I haven't seen it since it came out. And that was... 12 years ago? I remember seeing it in theaters and like at the time, like afterwards, I was kind of mad because I was like, this isn't a horror movie. I wanted to see a horror movie in theaters. I'm 13 and it's PG-13 and I thought I was going to get more. Um, I saw it, I remember, well, and I also saw it like at the drive-in, so I probably wasn't like... Yeah, Rachel McAdams is like a badass bitch in this. Yeah, she's so, oh my God, the part where she fucking stabs him in the neck with a pen. Dude, don't even ruin this for other people. This movie also has... That one kid who's in a lot of horror stuff. He was in Jennifer's Body. He was in that, uh, the Haunting in Connecticut movie. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about? I can't think of his name right now. He's in, uh... He's in that, too. He's in, um, Scott Pilgrim. It's his pen that she steals. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, that kid. Thanks, that kid, for having a cool pen. Yeah, it's, like, hollow. Like, she must have taken the ink part out. Because, like, blood squirts out. Yeah... Dude, I don't know. She's a badass. So another point of the story is that she's she was attacked one time. And oh yeah. Stabbed. Oh yeah. Because he and like, so tries she's... to sexually assault her. No, he doesn't. But she thinks he's going to, and he even like kind of. There's like a moment like when they're in like the bathroom of yeah. the that she's like writes something on the mirror in the bathroom of the airplane. But then like she thinks he's gonna like do something like that, and he kind of is like, no, I wouldn't do that. Like I'm. A professional. And doesn't, like... I'm just a, trying to make you do this yeah. thing. And then, like, a flight attendant, like, walks by and just assumes, assumes like, two that people they're banging. are fucking and, like, yeah. is totally fine with it. <laughs> right. But, um, it's a really good watch. It's a good watch. So, moving on to the next Wes Craven feature. Which came out in 2010, uh, and it's My Soul to Take. Yeah, I just, I remember seeing it, don't really remember very much about it, and it only got, I think, an, it got a nine on Rotten Tomatoes. A, a nine. <laughs> the coveted nine. It's not great. The trailer makes it look like it's going to be a lot cooler than it is. So what it's about is about this serial killer dies, and the night he, I think, is put to rest, like he's, you know, put, like... He's, a he's like, dead? Killed, killed by, you know, because he gets, like, death penalty or whatever. He's so executed, the night he goes, you mean? I'm sorry. It took me a long time to get to it's there. It's fine. I get that. So the night he gets executed, all of these... Seven children are born, and his, like, soul oh, goes yeah. into all of them, kind of. Yes. and Because I remember they're all linked. Yes, they're like, all there's linked. there's a part where, like, these two, where two of the characters just, like, have their fingers pointed at each other. <laughs> there's a really funny production still of, like, Wes Craven standing behind them, and they're just, like, pointing, pointing. at each other. And I'm like, what was the direct, like, What's no. going on here? Like, no, your fingers need to line up more, boys. <laughs> More finger. More finger. More finger. Give me more finger. Um, and so what the thing is, like, because I was watching this interview that Wes was having, and he was saying, like, that, like, it was so, like, manic that, like, people were just going into labor even when they shouldn't have just so that all these seven kids would be born that night. You'd think some of them would have serious health problems. Well, they're protected by D- dark magic. Satan? Cute. So the killer comes back on all of their 16th birthday, and he just kind of starts, like, killing all of them one by one. I don't really remember how it ends me neither who cares <laughs> <laughs> something happened. find out for yourselves y'all go watch something the shitty movie yeah so my soul to take wasn't great also before my soul to take he um directed like uh, a segment from um paris shadem which was a 2006 paris shadem 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 um but yeah. oh yeah you wrote down the phonetic shadem, shadem. Yeah, i don't know how to say it 
That's smart. So then in 2011, we have Wes's final film, which was Scream um, 4. Yep. Great movie. Great movie. We talked about it. A lot of people hate it. I fucking love it. I think it's funny. And I think it was a great last movie. I'm glad it was like... Well, I love that he directed all four of the scripts. Yes. Because it would have been so easy for that to have not happened, and they wouldn't have been what they are at all. Yeah, he must have felt really strongly about that. About that, yeah. About that, which is And it was always Kevin Williamson, and it was always him. That's beautiful. And that's what's, like, important. That's all that matters. Don't yeah. think about Harvey Weinstein. We already ranted about him, but like, he yeah, can think go about fuck those two. Um, so Wes Craven died just 28 days after his 76th birthday on August 30th, 2015, Whoa, from he brain was cancer. Old. I know, which is sad because his brain was so amazing. Oh my god, I might start crying. I know. I was so sad when he died. I was looking up videos trying to find preview or like previews for some of his movies, and there's just like a 15 video of like this dude named Toby crying. Like Aww. it's really act- I couldn't I didn't watch it. I just I saw it. To. We can watch it or li- yeah, okay. later. But yeah, I thought it. I'm like, ugh, yeah, poor Toby. Toby's broke. T- Toby's shook. Toby's shook. And so the scream, the television show, they dedicated their tenth episode in memory of him. Oh fuck off! That's because it happened when they were filming, mm. or it happened before the episode. Came right. Out. Yeah. yeah. So that was the life and the work of Wes Craven. One of my favorites. Always will be. Really yeah. sad because as, like, a young filmmaker, he was, like, one of the people I would have loved to have been able to, like, rub elbows with. And 76 is young. 76 is young. 76 trombones is young. Yeah. It is, it's, he didn't get enough time. Because I think he would have still been directing into his 80s if he could have. I mean, they'll probably be, like, I just don't want them to, like, redo... Like, they need to just, like, leave Scream alone now. Well, I mean, they made a TV show, so I'm assuming nothing's gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah, but, like... Who you knows? Know, fucking Star Wars came all back, and we were like, Dude, it's sad to yeah. think that eventually they're going to remake the Harry Potter movies. Fuck. No. No, no th- but they no. will. It'll happen. No, I don't think J.K. Rowling will let that happen. I hope not. I don't know. She has so much integrity. I feel like she would be like, fucking no, we nailed it the first time. We nailed it I, the first time. I mean, did Sorcerer's Stone suck? Because no, those, it was still good. It was so care. fucking funny. Yeah. Happy Christmas, Ron. Happy Christmas, Harry. Um, so that has been this episode. That has been the Sisters Grim Podcast, episode 32. Uh, the lovely, uh, Wes Craven. The lovely, may he rest in may peace. May he rest in peace. R.I.P. 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 to he. To he. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Sisters Grim Podcast. You guys should really join our Instagram page because we post a lot of really funny shit on there and, like... It's a fun place to be. It's like, get Instagram, motherfuckers. No, our Facebook page. Oh, your face. Oh, don't. I mean, our Instagram is fun, but I like, at the Facebook page, we're really good at, like, getting back to you if you want to, like, shout to us or say anything or yeah. hang out. Um, hang out. If you guys want to hang out, if you live in Chicago, I actually was, I've and you're been not messaging with, yeah, as long as you're not creepy. We don't want to hang out with creepy people. I mean, we'll Google. We'll Google them first. We're smart. Yeah, we're smart and we're good at Google. But shout out to Molly Mason. I hope she doesn't care that we're saying her name. But she, like, left us a review, and she was like, I'm so sad that we live in the same city and we've never hung out. And so I was like, let's hang out. Yeah. So shout out to you. Girl, we be messaging now on Facebook. Yeah. And it's a good way to make friends when you have similar interests. Yes. So, yeah, uh, Instagram, we're the Sisters Grim Podcast. Twitter, we are... uh, Sisters Grim Pod. Sisters Grim Pod. 
Um, also, hashtag Lady Pod Squad. Yes. Hashtag Potter and Family. Yes, I love <laughs> Potter and Family. Also, we were just notified by another listener that um, our some of our episodes were missing. Missing the missing. We're missing on iTunes, and we have solved that, and so they are all on there now, and we will always have them all be on there because oh, we ain't behind no paywall. Yeah, we don't do no paywall. We don't even have ads. Um, <laughs> we. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a Podbean issue. I just want to give a shout out. They're it not wasn't a Podbean us. issue. It was an it was us a issue. me <laughs> issue. Yeah, um, it was a settings issue. But I just want to give a shout out to Podbean for being having the best customer service in the entire world. Like you can contact them day or night. Someone is there and they will help you immediately. instantly. Like we were literally this problem was fixed in May, like two minutes. Like so fast. Yeah. So that's been the show. Love you guys. Bye, you guys. Smell good. Feel good. Smell you later.